beginning to feel <laughs> a lot like <laughs> Christmas. Jordan, Big Dog Ball Talk. Jordan Flegel and Matt Eichhorn. Welcome back, everybody. It's a special Thursday episode. I don't think we've ever done a Thursday podcast. So uh, I hope that you guys feel very uh, privileged and very, uh, you know, uh-huh. official that we are, you know, throwing this out there for the first time. So if you're here for this groundbreaking moment, uh, you know, hope you guys appreciate it. Yes. Uh, we weren't going to be able to record an episode if uh, we were going to do our Friday release and we didn't want to go two weeks in a row giving you guys one episode. So here's an early one yep. uh, for you guys. Uh, and Jordan... I don't. Know, I think you're an Apple Apple Music guy, man. I am. Um, uh, but I saw they they did some kind of like a rewind. Uh, how how did yours go? I, man? I didn't even get it. How do you get it? I don't care how it went. I don't wait, care how wait. it went, man. I don't give a fuck about anyone's Spotify Wrapped. I don't give a fuck about your Apple you Rewind. Set me Nobody up. gives a shit that you listen to Taylor Swift. Nobody cares about your twenty five thousand no, uh, minutes <laughs> listened. You you uh, you're escaping reality. Face the facts, man. Your life is your life. You can't just. Listen to Harry Styles and think that uh, you know the watermelon sugar is gonna. Get <laughs> I you think that was a couple shit. years ago. Fuck now. your Spotify uh, replay. You know, but it's crazy because you know this was me. Really? Uh, this was me. Uh, I guess when these first started coming out, thinking you know you do the mm-hmm. it's put together to look like a music festival lineup, like the day oh, yeah, you know yeah. the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday. Me looking so confused at a few people's thinking it was an actual festival. Uh, like, wait, what? What, <laughs> what? what the fuck is this? Like, uh, you know, the, the smallest band I've ever, like, uh, you know, this random ass band with, you know, the, uh, anyway, I figured that out. Felt like an idiot. The Who is playing with Dua <laughs> Lipa on the yeah. same car? Uh, anyway, I figured that out. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know what, Matt? I'm not always as cynical as you. You're kind of the old man, but I I, I do kind of agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't care. I, I I so many of them are so. And the other thing people are saying too, you know, everyone dissing Drake all the time. Yet he's your number one fucking listen to artist. Uh, what does he say? A lot of uh, secret uh, six god worshippers behind closed mm-hmm. doors. I, uh, I I won't I won't lie either. Uh, Drake, yeah. my number one. Yeah, so you know what? I don't want to hear it about uh, Drizzy. Uh, and uh, but you know, yeah, I, I don't really care overall. Um, and and I don't yeah, I don't even know how to access mine. Uh, I I mean, I listen to way more podcasts these days than I do. Uh, you know, e- e- even mm-hmm. music. You know, when I get a chance to listen to music, uh, uh, you know, I yeah, I usually go with podcasts on my commute and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't care either, Matt. I, I'm with you on this one. I don't really care. And I don't want to, I also, because you bring up the podcast, I don't want to hear anybody make a double standard that I shared the big Completely dog ball talk Completely Spotify different. wrapped. Yeah, that's, that, that, that was for personal and uh, pro- professional yeah, gain. Yeah. Uh, so then it's okay. Uh, otherwise, keep it to yourself. Like, again, I enjoy the, the, the rewind, the rap, <laughs> whatever the hell you want to you wanna call it. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's just something you should keep to yourself. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like people who overshare trauma in public. Like, just, you in know public? what, I don't want to hear it. Just save okay. it. Save it for somewhere else, man. Those, those right, kinds of people, you're, you're weird. Uh, f- find an outlet. Um, big dog ball talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. And last night, 13 NBA games on the schedule. And there were some fucking crazy performances. Porzingis almost dropped a 30-20. Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant almost had 40 points. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of ballers out there. Uh, but two performances really stood out. We're going to start with uh, probably the, the Mac Daddy of them all. Uh, it was... Uh, you know, it seemed like it was just going to be a quiet night uh, over there in Phoenix. But uh, Devin Booker going off 51-point explosion. Uh, in three again, quarters. Uh, you know, for, for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, in three quarters, that being the, the biggest part of this one. Uh, I think, Jordan, this one performance itself makes me, well, one, I had him ranked 
fifth in my MVP uh, early return Same. ballots. And if you guys haven't uh, listened to our, our Monday yeah. episode, you guys should go check that out uh, You know, right now because this will make a lot more sense. But I think we might have to elevate him, Jordan, after this performance because that was a master class. And uh, the thing that impresses me the most about Devin Booker's performance, not just that he was helping out you know, his teammates. You know, he still had, ended up finishing with at least five or six assists yeah. on this one. Uh, yeah, six assists. Uh, but he really just did it in a multitude yeah. of ways. He was hitting shots from deep, like beautiful, silky, smooth jump shots. But then he was cutting to the rim, getting tough finishes. You know, using that jelly layup. Uh, you know, it was a. I I always respect performances like this where you can kind of show you can score it at all three levels rather than just somebody getting hot off like a catch and shoot night or a, a big man. You know, be, beating someone uh, undersized up down low in the post. This is an all around great. Performance. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was coming down, pulling up from three. He was he was doing like. Uh, I, I'm just gonna say it right now. I, w- I wanted to say it, uh, you know, maybe a bit later when we were talking about our next guy. But uh, the the both of these guys that we're talking about, I absolutely love it. And I again want to hammer this right off the bat. I love that we're talking about them and the way they score and what they do because this is Kobe Bryant's legacy, man. These guys look like Kobe out sure. there. They Fact. are, you know, going out there and that's exactly what Kobe would do. He would score in a variety of different ways. He, uh, you know, he he'd, he'd bring the ball up every once in a while. You know, he, he was never, you know, known as obviously, you know, a big assist man or anything like that. But, the, you know, the the way he could get into different, uh, you know, shots and score from different areas on the court and make tough shots and, you know, move his body and use, you know, head fakes, pump fakes, all this stuff. Like Tatum and Booker are probably the two most closest offensively to Kobe um, of anyone. You can throw, you know, KD kind of mm-hmm. at, at this point has his, you know, his own kind of form of offense because he's such a freak. You know, he's got some Kobe in him as well. But yeah. he, you know, he specifically Tatum and, and, and Booker and they've been vocal about it, you know, looking up to him and, you know, a guy they've modeled their game after. So I, I just I just absolutely yeah. love it. And 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 yeah, it was a he, he Devin Booker does the best Kobe impression, uh, you know, I've, I've pretty much ever seen. Like when he would get he had a he had a you know shot. I think it was in the third. Maybe it was in the second. But and he did this a couple times. But like. Backing down, uh, you know, a guy uh, along the baseline, not even that close to the basket, and then spinning, kind of falling out of bounds, hitting a baseline jumper. That's like one of the toughest shots you can ever go into and then, you know, make. Like, that that was yeah. crazy. And, and he, you know, nothing but net. Uh, you could tell he worked on it a million times. And, and you know, that's vintage Kobe stuff. And, uh, yeah, and the, the other thing, you know, specifically about Booker that impressed me, um, like, he's out there, you know, obviously no... Um, no Chris Paul and, you know, they've had to piece it together at point guard, but he is bringing the ball up and running pick and roll. Like he's, he's bringing the ball up playing basically as much point guard as anyone else on that team, as much as campaign is, uh, he's, he's, he's bringing it up. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's finding guys. He's got, he had six assists. No cap. It works. works. He had six assists, but he had a bunch of hockey assists as well. Like he's got a really good, Really, mm-hmm. really good t- two-man game developing with DeAndre Ayton. And DeAndre Ayton, 30 and 14, he had no, you know, he was no slouch yeah, of a game really either. Good. Like, he, uh, like, mm-hmm. man, I, I was thinking when I was watching him, you know, we talked about Indiana a little bit last podcast. Imagine if uh, he had gone to Indy uh, and, you know, and he was with that group. Like, he's he's a really, really good young center. But, um, yeah, for Booker, like, he, you know, everything was working. You know, the, the, the deep threes were just incredible. And there were deep threes off the dribble, too. Like, he wasn't just, like, you know, catching them mm-hmm. and you know, in the triple threat a little far out and then just pulling up. Like, he was through the pick and roll, you know, uh, you know, through the legs a couple times, backing up, you know, crossing guys over and just splashing them. And, and yeah, six for seven from deep uh, and just just masterful performance. Like, just so efficient, 
every shot he got he, he's gone both of these guys too uh you know when we're uh, i've kind of given it away that we're going to be talking about uh, jason tatum here uh but uh you know booker uh as, as well as tatum have gone away from taking the really tough shots into shots that still look tough they're still tough for other players but for them they're actually high percentage like he, he doesn't take he doesn't take stupid yeah, shots yeah. anymore like and, and then that shows by the efficiency just overall like 20 for 25 is absolutely insane and yeah got to the free throw line uh, you yeah. know six times as well plus 23 you know what can you say an incredible night and and really it just uh just reminded me of of the cobster man yeah well and, and it's funny because like uh, this is another reason why this performance is so good only uh only five three throws yeah uh, free throws made that's what you know is uh this I, is I ethical this, right like, matt this that, is that, ethical that, basketball yeah, we watch yeah that, yeah, that's when you know yeah. you're really hooping. You know, you don't even need the free throws to get there. Uh, I believe it was Jamal Murray, uh, yeah. 50 points, zero yeah. free throws. Oh, that's a that's a go to performance. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it is crazy to look at these guys. Like when I watch this team, seeing Devin Booker and uh, DeAndre Ayton play so well. And to be fair, this was a good matchup for them playing yeah. the, the Bulls, who have like one reliable defender on their entire yeah. roster. Uh, and you know, the the Bulls are probably someone we're gonna have to talk about a little bit down yes. the road here. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. They've still got time to turn it around before we uh, decide to slap a tag on them. But uh, it, it's, it's to me, when I'm watching this, yeah, you were talking about Devin Booker running kind of as the point yeah. guard in this one. Uh, what I, I like with De- if Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton can keep playing together at this kind of a level, I'm not saying Devin Booker scores 50 yeah, points yeah. a game, but, you know, if he's still, you know, the lead dog, he's making tough shots as well as facilitating for the team. Do you even want chris paul back necessarily because these guys have a lot of experience now like they're not young guys like they're young but they've they've got finals experience they've got deep playoff runs uh they've finished the top of the standings like these guys know what it takes to get the job done and you know the proof is in the pudding right now and chris paul keeps getting injured this heel injury wasn't even supposed to be a a, a, it was supposed to be like a one game setback not even uh and now he's missed you know a week and a half so it's i i don't know as much as I love Chris Paul and, you know, his, his game, I just don't know if he's even that big of an upgrade right now. Because also on top of that, Cameron Payne has been yeah. balling out uh, in his absence. So I don't really know if that's something that you want to do. I don't think anybody would touch Chris Paul. Uh, personally, I don't think anyone would do it. Um, but I, I'm just wondering if maybe for like somehow the the Suns have overexceeded their expectations and now have outgrown the need for yeah, Chris well, Paul. Yeah, well, you know... I think that's good. I think that's really good, and they would tell you that that's good. I think even Chris Paul would tell you, you know what, that's good at this point. Because if you, I, he's got to know yeah. himself. If you're actually relying on him, if you actually really need him to get wins, you're you're probably screwed at this point because he, uh, you know, he's yeah. he's forty five, you know, million years old. He, he uh, I, I, I'm not going to expect him to, you know, stay on the court for an entire playoff run anymore. It's it just, it, I, I don't think he's mm-hmm. got it in him. Uh, you know, too many injuries. Um, and, and, and yeah, so you know, like, I, I, well, even when he signed with Phoenix, man, like nobody, he, he was just kind of expected to be a yeah. mentor. No one expected him to go to the finals that I year know. either. That was insane. Like, so, uh, that it's, it's crazy that we're still talking with the Suns like this. And a largely in part, this is all thanks and due to, no. to Chris Paul. If he doesn't ever go to the Suns, this probably, well, I know, I mean, and, and maybe he'll do it again. Maybe he'll come back and fucking, you know just tear the roof off like I, I i don't know maybe he's gonna switch his diet again you know maybe going back to meat uh you know he went plant-based a few years ago maybe maybe he'll do something crazy mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for one last push um i 
But this meet I, I really life, would like, uh, you know, Chris Paul to get a ring, uh, for God's sake. But, like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think they, they need him, per se. Like, I think he when he does come back, it'll be, you know, he's he's just kind of, you know, he's a cherry on top. He's adding to it. He's a guy. And it's going to be more about the playoffs. Like, you can never have too many ball-handling guards in the playoffs who can also, you know, aren't going to get picked mm-hmm. apart on the other end, who can make big plays, um, you know, and can make the right play. And and let, let's face it, you know, Chris Paul is the proven playoff playmaker. Devin Booker hasn't had to go through a full playoff run where he has had to play that role that he played against the Bulls. And playing pick and roll against the Bulls is a lot different than playing it in the Western Conference Finals against, you know, the Nuggets or, you know, some uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. the the Grizzlies or whatever. Like, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not 100% sold that that Devin Booker can or should be the point guard full time. It's just really encouraging that he can do it because like like we're talking about Chris Paul is mm-hmm. going to be, you know, knock you, you can't rely on him consistently. But uh, like I I do think also, you know, watching campaign last year in the playoffs, I don't trust campaign as your second guy. I actually think you need a I think oh, you need yeah. another guy, another insurance guy and Again, I, I keep, you know, I'm obsessed with, you know, making these Jay Crowder fake trades uh, because he's eventually got to go somewhere. <laughs> but on yeah. December 15th, you could send Jay Crowder to the Cavs, a, a team I've identified many, many times. They could really, really use a guy like that. Bring back Ricky Rubio. I know that the, the Cavs who just, mm-hmm. just re-signed nice. Ricky Rubio probably want to keep him, but they don't need Ricky Rubio. They've got so much guard play. I think if, if they're smart... They would much rather have a guy like Jay Crowder uh, because of all the reasons we've talked about for the Cavs. They need a, someone who can guard those big wings. But Ricky Rubio, he's already played in Phoenix. He played with uh, Devin Booker. He was there the first year that they were kind of good, my my $50 bet year. Um, and he would come in and and yeah, and lucky. be the perfect guy. Again, you, you, you want a table setter. He's not thought of as a, a good shooter, but he's actually a good shooter. Like, he's, he's developed a good jump shot, you know, over the course of his career. Um, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, like, I, I just think if you're not going to make that move, a move like that, go get another point guard. Like basically the move is expect Chris Paul to be out and, you know, go from there. And then if he comes back, great. Uh, you know, we'll, he'll, he'll, he'll contribute when he's out there on the court, but like going back to your original point, it is super encouraging. And it, you know, if, if, if you've made a, you know, a futures bet on the suns or something, or if you think they're going to the finals, this looks really, really good. If you've got, uh, Aiden and mm-hmm. Booker playing together well, um, but like, or, or playing well, I should say, but playing well at the same time together, because that's what you're going to need in the, uh, yeah, you know, the yeah. playoffs. You're going to need games like that. You're going to need them to do this kind of mini Kobe Shaq impression that they've got going on um, into the playoffs. Um, and, and, and you know, it's, I, I wasn't too, too high on them coming into the year because, again, uh, of all the stuff that happened in the offseason, the Aiton stuff, you know, Chris Paul, another year older, you know, we don't have to go over everything, but... I, I, I thought they, you know, they might take a step back, you know, obviously also getting, uh, you know, walloped yeah. last year in game seven. Like, I just, I wasn't sure. But the vibes, they've kind of revived the vibes down there. You know, I, I, I at the beginning of the season. They're working out At the beginning of the again. season, the vibes were dead, but they, you know, they've done CPR on them. I, I think they're back up walking again. Uh, they've gone through physio, you know, it, it's, it's going well, the vibes down there. And we just talked about how wide open mm-hmm. the West is. These guys are looking like, you know, think the thing you picked them to go to the finals. I think that's looking like actually a, a pretty safe pick right now. Yeah, yeah. They're they're one of the only ones that uh one of the only teams in the West that I think I can honestly yeah. trust at this point. Uh which is saying something based well, on yeah, how they we'll see. Last year. We'll see. Um but uh, uh enough about Devin Booker. Let's talk about the other guy who had a a big night. You already mentioned him, Jason Tatum, 49-11 against the Miami Heat. Uh only 11 free throws. So again, pretty, this is pretty legitimate. Uh you know, 
I, I it's kind of brutal that he didn't get the fifty yeah. piece. I think that that would really itch. You know, like uh, did he miss a free throw late, uh, last night? Okay, yep. yep. There missed he is. one free throw. Uh, la- yeah, la- last night I missed out on yep. a, a decent side. I would I would have went up a unit <laughs> on a bet. Uh, thanks to, Co- to to Cody Cece, former Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman, current Edmonton Oilers uh, dumbass, uh, skated in front of his net and ruined the <laughs> the spread. So thanks for that, man. Uh, I just had to get that out there. It feels a lot better. Get it um, out, man. But. Jason Tatum, uh, you know, has, has another monster night, you know, building upon, uh, you know, potential MVP candidacy here. Uh, and against a tough defensive team in the Miami Heat, the Heat might not all be having uh, as good of a season as they had last year, but they're still a tough cookie when they, uh, you know, you step on the, the zone monsters. Uh, and they didn't. Yeah, and they, they didn't crumble too too much in this one. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Celtics are the Celtics. They just couldn't uh, they couldn't compete uh, yeah. there. Uh, and, and Jason Tatum really had his way. Uh, Jalen Brown had a great game, too, 26-7-5. Uh, but, I mean, Tatum, again, was showing that he's the big dog on this team. And, uh, you know, he's looking to, 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 to just take this team to new heights. Yep. Uh, him and Joe Missoula, there's sandcastles <laughs> in the sand. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, you heard that. Uh, no. That, uh, they're, they're, that's their that's their thing every day. Their their ideologies. They build a new sandcastle because you can build the best sandcastle, but the next day it'll be gone. So you got to build a sandcastle every day. That's the fuck Celtics. these corny guys. Uh, I thought that was uh, "How I Met Your Mother" uh, reference for a second. That's a song from uh, "How I well, Met Your Mother." Oh, it, it was. was? It was yeah, it, it was. It was. A, it, was a, it was a split. It was. I connected them. Uh, uh, that's why I'm the best in the biz, man. No, I thought uh, they. Yeah, I thought Tatum, they purposely did it, Matt. I thought they. That would be hilarious. Oh, no. so you thinking about the that. Celtics no. No, 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 uh, no. watching How I Met Your Mother together, uh, you know that would. Yeah, That'd that's be good. good team building. Maybe they'll learn how to yeah. pick up girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jason Tatum uh, uh, again, as you said, very very reminiscent uh, of, of Kobe, Kobe. Bean Bryant. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting you know performance because I kind of felt it was like almost under the radar until you get to like the third, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and Jason Tatum hit like it was something crazy, like three. Yeah like pull up threes yeah. in a row and i was like damn okay this guy doesn't care like he can just take over and that's when i think you start seeing a guy become like a true true superstar like i think devin or devin booker i think jason tatum was already there yeah. uh but this is again one of those games that kind of solidifies it in my mind uh i think that the shot you know he he hits that big three and he lets the gooseneck hang and he looks over to the crowd like if you're if you're basking in it, you're taking it all in. You're talking shit to your home crowd. You're 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 doing all that stuff on like the biggest stage, man. Like you're yeah. you're a star, and I think that's kind of what I'm seeing with Jason Tatum, and I and we're going to be seeing a lot of him for the next yeah. decade. Uh, and and again, this is good timing for him because you know, uh, but Devin Booker maybe nipping at his heels, kind of trying to make his name in the the MVP race. This is a good one to you know hold him yeah. off a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh... I, I texted you about it, Matt, in front of the Royals, in front of uh, the, uh, the, oh, uh, yeah, what, what's her name? Fuck those. <laughs> I love Fuck watching the them watch basketball, uh, though, because, you know, a basket goes in, they just, they're politely clapping, and I'm like, you guys don't even know what you're what? watching, do you? Is this like a, a like a, a royal family, like the inbreeding, uh, why the <laughs> fuck do they all do this thing, William, uh, like this? He always has his mouth open with his teeth like a horse. I don't know what that is. Yeah. And then people like in England are like, oh, why do they make fun of us for that? And it's like, look at these uh, fucking people. Not all of them, they can't close their mouths. None of them can. They all do that. Seriously, look at them. This is a weird thing. Matt says they gotta British people. They're going to get a fly in there. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think I don't think Harry, Just I don't think Harry has that issue. Okay, Matt, to be fair. I've never seen Harry with his mouth agape. Yeah, but he's, he's not yeah, a anymore. He's, <laughs> he, uh, he got he's surgery out. on he's it. Out, yeah, man. the second he left. Uh yeah, uh, you know, anyway, let's not touch that, Matt. They could shut down our podcast like that. We could get some malware. You know, they're, they're, I know the Queen listens to it. I know that, anyway. Um, 
Hey. Hey. The queen. Oh yeah, she's she listening down there. Sorry, she listened to us. So, so someone, you know, you know, I, I don't know. Someone's carrying on the the legacy. Anyway, it was funny to see them. There's got to be some. There's got to be a Celtics <laughs> fan here. Like, when the fuck will they talk about Jason Tatum? Uh, you know, he had an okay game. Uh, but you, you know, I think you uh, you alluded to it there. Uh, it was uh, maybe one of the the quietest forty nine point games I'd ever seen. Initially, when I was watching it, I was like. You know, it just looked like an average kind of Jason Tatum game. But then when you think back, it's like, oh, no, he hit a three there. He hit a three there. He went into the basket there. Like, he, he didn't really – it didn't seem like he missed a shot. Like, I think he was – what was he? 15 True, for, yeah. for 25 or something like that. Uh, yeah, 15 yeah, for 25. Yeah, that's what it was exactly. Eight for yeah. 12 um, from from three. Like, he, he just he just didn't miss. So, it, it, it didn't seem like – and it's not like he he was kind of quiet and then he piled them all on like he and, and Jason Tatum actually doesn't tend to do that. He's really really good at being a consistent kind of spread out scorer. He'll have like you know the same amount in the first, second, you know third, and then the you know by the fourth you know the games are usually wrapped up. You know the Celtics are so good. This one was actually close. The final score doesn't tell you how how close that what this was even through through the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Like the the Heat were were hanging in there. I think the zone was causing a bit of problems, but um, you know Jason Tatum. Shot them out of it again and again, you know. They Celtics figured out, you know, you could you could actually screen the zone a little bit. Got Jason Tatum um, some more open looks there towards the end, um, and and yeah, like he, he's just for me, you know, uh, uh, Booker's was more of an explosion. Like wow, look at this, and you know, Jason Tatum's just like. It, the scary thing, honestly, is for him, it just felt like another day at the office. Like, I'm just going to walk in here. I'm going to get my shots. I'm going to get to my spot. You know, if you leave me open for three, I'm going to fucking splash it. Um, and, you know, it, yeah. it, it, 11 boards as well. Like, still still competes like hell on the defensive end. couple steals he had in there as well. Like, he's just, he's just, uh, like, he's he's beca- he's kind of turning into one of the best. He's he is him, him. He's kind of turning into one of the, the, the most and best all-around players uh, in the game. Like, up there with Giannis. Um, and oh, kind of sure. taking that mantle yeah. from what kind of LeBron used to do. Obviously, he's not the uh, the the passer that LeBron is, but he's a much better shooter and all around sort of offensive player. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and so yeah, like I I, I uh, again same thing with D book. Like what what the hell do you say? Like he, he he Jason Tatum was so impressive last night. He's been so impressive all season. The Celtics have been so fucking impressive all season. And you know, just like you know, the, the East isn't wide open like the West at all. They've got a couple good teams in there that Boston's competing with, but right now they've yeah. deservedly taken that crown, that top spot. And, and, you know, I think it's with, with the way they're playing, it's, it, I, I think people are leaning more towards, okay, Milwaukee's going to have to be the one to come in and prove that they can beat Boston. Whereas, you know, up even through last year, it was the other way around. Boston was kind of the up and comer, but Boston now they're, they're the King of the East for sure. Yeah, well, uh, we're gonna keep a close eye on uh, Tatum and Booker, and we'll see if uh, they have finals any other explosive performances. Finals matchup. Uh, that would be a, that would be a great finals. It. Actually, that was my that is my that was oh, my yeah, finals there you go. pick uh, before the season started. So uh, it's looking good right now. Uh, but to, to move on here into the podcast, uh, another East contender, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They just got better, Jordan. Uh, Chris Middleton, All Star Chris Middleton, returning uh, potentially. Tomorrow, Friday, uh, I believe that's against the Lakers. Uh, I could be wrong, uh, but the uh, it, it, getting yep, a guy the like Lakers. Chris Middleton back, yeah, against the Lakers at home, uh, getting Chris Middleton back is huge for the yep. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, a lot of people I think kind of clown him a little bit because of the you know, the All Star appearances and his stats don't jump out at you or anything. But 
at the end of the day, he's the second best player on uh, on the Bucks. And I know Drew Holiday's been balling out this season, but I think you know he's kind of played up to the uh, a bit of a higher level because uh, Chris Middleton's been gone offensively. I think you know his stats are probably going to deplete pretty well. Uh, you know, once Middleton gets back, going to be a lot less yeah. looks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, getting a guy like this is huge for the for the Bucks because now you've got a, one of the best floor stretchers in, yeah. in the league. He plays so well alongside yeah. Giannis. The team knows him. He's you know ingrained in the culture. And uh, for a team that's already looking really scary, uh, you know the the Bucks. This might be their time. They can pull. They could pull away from uh, the Celtics in the standings because they're they're tight right now. And I think uh, really it's a two team uh, race in the East right now yeah. uh, between those guys. And uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I, I'm. I really, really hope we get that playoff series. Oh uh, fuck! Please, come, please, uh, God, know, come March or, or April. Uh, you know that uh, that Celtics and Bucks rematch. Go, uh, but yeah, Jordan, I'm I'm curious to see. You know, what, how how much of an impact do you feel the Middleton's going to make on this team? Because you know we've seen him before be a little lackluster, but uh, you know he's he's still he still needs a little bit of respect. Well, for for the Bucks specifically, I feel like this is going to seem like you know the the floodgates have opened, like like. You know, it's it's going to be so much easier for every single player out there, mainly Giannis uh, and Drew, but, you know, for Brooke Lopez yeah. and all these other guys. Like, this is a 20-point-per-game score, solidly. Like, that's... And that's that's not something you... Any any team should sort of, you know, take lightly about losing that. Like, that's, that's 20 points on a really, really efficient shooting, a guy who can... You can go to down the stretch, and this is all regular season. I, I've clowned him in the playoffs, and he's had bad performances in the playoffs. But I'm just talking about regular season, mm-hmm. and he kind of shut me up and everyone else in those finals against Phoenix. Now Phoenix didn't have anyone, you know, who could really guard him, and they were focusing all their, you know, their their uh, attention on Giannis, obviously. But Middleton uh, ate uh, in that final series, and he was making tough shots, clutch shots, you know, fading shots, you know, from the mid range. All the while playing good defense, he's not going. No one's going to go and pick on him. Um, you know, he's a good passer. Like every that conference finals too, without Giannis against the. I mean, the yeah, Hawks were kind of fraudulent, but I <laughs> no, mean, still. yeah, he, like he he really it, that playoff run alone has kind of silenced a lot of doubters because you know the year before, especially the series against Toronto, um, or I guess that was two years before in in, in 2019. Like he he's had some rough goes. Uh, he, he hasn't always been great, but. Mm-hmm. In the regular season, you can count on him to to do what he does, and that's you know yeah twenty to thirty points, you know, five to seven threes or whatever it is, you know, a few assists like, and, and he's a good rebounder like everything like he's a really really good all around player, and you said it as well, the perfect guy to play next to Giannis, not just because of skill wise, but they've been playing together now for you know it seems like forever, seems like you know when when Giannis started getting good into the MVP conversation, into the All Star conversation, Middleton has been right there alongside him. He's been with Milwaukee since 2014, which I think the year was the year Giannis was drafted. Like he's been there. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I, I just think it can't be, it cannot be overstated how important he's going to be for them because. Offensively, they've struggled like hell. Like that, Milwaukee has not not been great. Uh, you know, o- offensively, it's been Giannis carrying them, and then you know, Brooke Lopez carrying them on the other end defensively. Frankly, uh, and and they've been squeaking by a lot of these time, a lot of the times. Uh, you know, in, in kind of lower scoring games, getting wins, uh, and 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 he's just going to help mm-hmm. them out so much. And I, I talk about it a, a bunch too. When when you've got a guy out of the lineup, you've got all these other players who have to step their game up. And when the guy comes back, everyone can fall back into their more natural roles, and then everyone's more comfortable. 
and everyone can just sort of, you know, leave room to surprise you pleasantly rather than, you know, disappoint you because you're expecting them to do all this stuff. So Drew Holiday is going to yeah. have a hell of a lot of an easier time. You're going to see, I think you're going to see him be able to assert himself defensively even more now because he he doesn't have to worry about going out there and, and being that second scorer to Giannis every night. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen too, like those three uh you talk about Giannis and, and Middleton fitting together. Uh, you know, Drew is the perfect third addition to that. And that trio, when they're back together on the court, like that might be the most, you know, devastating two-way trio in the league. You know, uh, Giannis is kind of the the weight that kind of adds the heaviness to that trio. Like he's obviously much well, better than sure, the other yeah. two. But as a, as a, as a group, as a, as a threesome, uh, if you will, Matt, um, it's uh, sure. I, I don't think you'd rather have anyone, any other uh, trio in the league. Um, you know, in terms of you know skill and what they've proven and their experience, all you know, everything encompassed. So, a hundred percent, I think he's going to be huge for them. And the only thing I'd be worried about is if he doesn't really look like himself, or if he takes a while, or if he is you know not you know not in, in the best shape, or if there's still any lingering concerns, if he's, mm-hmm. his, his shots not falling, any of that. So, so we'll see if if he you know has sort of the, the the clay sickness of coming back and, and really not being himself or if he can come back but yeah and 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 sort of get back into full form but either way uh for you know a team right now that's second in the east this this could put them uh like you're saying above the Celtics and uh I, I don't know man it's one of the hardest calls I've ever had to make you know with Middleton who's yeah. better I don't know but we better get the playoff series I don't care when it is but we better get it yeah yeah yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the you know the 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 bood the bud bud Budenholzer will uh, decide he wants to do uh, with the you know the lineups here. I'm ass- I, I would assume Javon Carter, even though he's played you know a lot better than I think a lot that anybody expected him to in that uh, that increased role. Uh, I feel like he's probably the one that's going to move to the bench. But uh, who knows? It could be uh, Bad Boy Grayson yep. Allen. Uh, but uh, you know, as, as we said, like. This fit will just make them so much more dangerous. Like he's a better shooter than both yeah. those guys. Uh, you know, may, maybe not quite the defender that Grayson Allen is, I would say. Uh, but you know, he he can still get it done. He can still get gritty out there. He's the, the smarter player overall, anyways. Yeah, he. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think either of those guys could hit the gritty. I think that would be. You know, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that club, Jordan. The middle school girls, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah, judge yeah. the the two boys uh, doing the gritty. Yeah. Holy fuck, man! That would be uh, nerve wracking. That would be a soul. They were both loss. really, really bad. Uh, to be honest sure. with you, they were awful. You do you you uh, do it well, better, Matt. See, yeah, that is true. I, I can't hit the gritty with yeah. the best of them. But uh, Chris Middleton, yeah, I don't think he's gonna be. Uh, I, I I don't think it's gonna be a lot of growing pains again, unless there is still a lingering issue. But I think that they kind of wanted to make sure that you know he was gonna be back when he yeah. was 100. Yeah, there's I don't no think rush. There's yeah. any rush yeah. to get him back because you know this this team, as we've seen, is amazing even without him. So you know, well, there's there's no point in getting him out there being like, oh fuck, well the uh, the Celtics have a two game lead in the East. Yeah, doesn't matter. That could be gone in no. a second. So uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to see you know how this all ends up panning out for the Bucks, and uh, you know, hopefully Chris Middleton's able to get back in that All Star form, and uh, we'll see. Maybe the Bucks, Eastern Conference champions, with this uh, this last edition, we'll see. Very good. Uh, lots of moves to be made. December fifteenth. They got they got Joe close. Ingles coming back in January. It sounds like, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess they're hoping, uh, which is a whole other dimension that they haven't really even really tried out. Pat Connaughton is also back now, like a, uh, which is another guy they've been missing. Yeah. You know, a really good shooter for them. So. <sighs> Again, I, I think I, I, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. I love the Celtics. They're incredible. I just talked about how incredible they are. They're they're 
you know, set up to be probably the best team in the league going forward. But man, I'd be so, mm-hmm. I'd be fucking terrified of Giannis and these Bucks. There's the no no nobody forget yeah. how good they are too at full strength. <clears throat> Yeah, and even last night, Giannis, I think it was the, another... 37, uh, I was 13, say, like it was, 7. Yeah, 37 and 13. Just a casual game for Don't him. even I talk even about that, it like, anymore. Impressed. I was like... It, it's like, whatever, yeah, Giannis. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah, just do your thing, man. <clears throat> uh, but to, to move on here, uh, you know, we're, uh, before we await uh, Chris Middleton's uh, season debut, uh, we got some hardware to give <laughs> Yo! There's a monkey. <laughs> Big dog of the month. Big dog monkey, thanks for coming into the studio. How uh, you doing? How you doing? Let dap you up right now. He looks good. You look good, nice. man. Uh, you look good. Yeah, he's ripped. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a uh, it's been a good month. There's been a lot of uh, worthy contenders. Uh, for anyone who uh, you know what didn't listen to last month, or maybe this is your first time hearing about the big dog of the month. Uh, big dog of the month always goes out to someone who uh, exemplifies what it means yep. to be the big dog. You know, you're diving for loose balls. You're making the plays that don't show up on the scoreboard. And uh, overall. You're just inserting your dominance on the court. You're uh, you're not going to back down to nobody. Last week, uh, last month rather, the recipient was Josh Hart, uh, one of the, the I think the smallest recipient so. of the uh, the big dog of the uh, the month award. Uh, and this month, we're kind of going back to the basics here. Uh, he might have even won a big dog of the month. Uh, no, I don't think season. so. Unless uh, I'm, I'm unless I'm forgetting so? completely, I don't think so. I think this is a number one. Yeah. Alex, check the tape. Check the tape, man. Check the tape. Uh, but whether or not he got one or not, this is his first one of this season, and could be the could be a lot more coming up. You know, he's uh, he's been scoring the ball well for his team. Uh, that's been shorthanded. Uh, he's got the second most screen assists in the NBA, second most box outs in the NBA. Got to love a good box out. Got to have yep. the caboose for it. Uh, and this guy certainly does. Evika Zuba yeah. of the Los Angeles Clippers, big dog of the month. Uh, the month of November. Uh, holy shit, we're already in December. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, crazy, crazy month for, for Zubaz. Obviously, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard going down. Uh, you know, we've talked about that on the podcast before. Uh, this was a, a must, pretty much, to keep yeah. them afloat, keep them even in you know playoff hopes. Uh, obviously, they've got a good veteran core there. Uh, John Wall, uh, you know, good performance last night to the Jazz uh, in that loss. But Zubaz has been, you know, kind of the, I, I would say their yep. best player in the, everybody's absence. Uh, you know, he had that insane, almost, uh, it was like a, a almost 30 for 30 game. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he can get down and mess it up on the block. Uh, like he's got an underrated touch, you know, it's a very old school game. Uh, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, I want to see a boring ass, just post hook that takes 18 seconds yep. to develop. Uh, but uh, you know, he, he he does that role well. And then, yeah, he's just a beast on the board. There's not a lot of guys that can match up with him size-wise, Jordan. Uh, but it, it, I, I think that, you know, the screen assists, the box out totals, it's showing he does it on both ends. You know, he's he's out there to use his body uh, for what it, it does best, and that's that's get boards and set guys up for yeah, easy scores. Yeah, I think he's, he's well-deserving. Yeah, in November, 11.3 boards, 11.1 points per game, second time in a row. Actually, no, I think Josh Hart's points... Just barely edged out his uh, his rebounds, but it was close. Yeah, but uh, very close. we we love someone you know who's who's on the boards, big dogging it uh, even more than uh, they are putting up points. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean to to that that game you're talking about that thirty thirty game almost some context for that one. Uh, it was against Indiana after you know it came out that you know the Clippers might be sniffing around Miles Turner trying to get him in there. Well, you know, where would that put uh, where would that put Zubac in the rotation? I don't know, but I think he he heard it and uh, went out and yeah, 31, 29, 14 for 17. Um, 
three blocks against Miles Turner, who finished with nine and five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Shut yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Clippers might be OK to just, you know, keep keep the big man that they have. Um, he, he He's great. Like, it's still the most inexplicable he's thing. He's got the, the moment he, mentality. 100%. Uh, it, it's the most inexplicable thing, speaking of the Lakers, that they just let him go a couple years ago. People forget the Lakers had him. And yeah, they just yeah. let him walk to yep. the Clippers for nothing. I forget the exact circumstances. I, I think I think they traded oh, yeah. him for a they second. Remember they traded yeah. him, but it was it was dumb. It was not a necessary move at all. But I think they just wrote him off as just another uh, big guy who couldn't play. Uh, but you know the the Clippers have been wise to hold on to him. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's that was also in the big the big purge of uh, welcoming yeah. LeBron. Uh, they had to make up some blood sacrifices. They did, yeah. uh, Kuzma, the only one yeah, who survived. Yeah, but even you know they eventually. Eventually, he season. was gone. Everyone's LeBron dead. Look. If LeBron yeah. comes to town, everyone will eventually, uh, you know, die. Well, that's the thing. When, when LeBron, <laughs> yeah, when LeBron gets to a team, you have to make the blood sacrifice like an <laughs> yes. Aztec god. Uh, you have to take a certain amount of yeah. young players to the top of the temple, and yeah. then trade. And then you're wondering, is it worth it? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you sit there with your your hardware, uh, your your bubble trophy, and you say, I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. Certainly not fun to watch the Lakers. Uh, I will say that. Uh, but anyway. Zubac, uh, just yeah, crazy monster month. I think he, you know, he, he deserves this 100, and he'll be, he'll be in the running going forward. Still a young guy too. Like he's he's mm -hmm. he's still a guy who, like, yeah. I I I I think what after the month he's had, after the game he just had that big game. I think Ty Lue should be looking at this guy and thinking, you know, what, we can actually use him more than just a, a just a guy we want to grab a board every once in a while. And like like I I think. I think yeah. he's good enough that he can be more than just your average, uh, you know, big guy. Like you, you, I think you can use him more like you would use like an Aiton or you know uh, the, the the other you know better than average big man in the league. Because I, I really really think he's proving that that he can he can do that. And 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 yeah, just just for his rebounding alone, um, you know, there's there's things that he can improve on. You know, offensively he's still pretty limited, but he he when he gets the ball under the basket, he knows what to do. He's got good instincts, so. I'm all for this guy. I'm, I love yep. him. I'm a big fan. I'm glad he's got his, uh, you know, this hardware this month. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll keep him in the running for the Big Dog of the Year yeah. award. Uh, it's going to be a close run. Yep. It always is. Uh, and uh, to finish up the podcast, we want to briefly talk about this uh, because, you know, we, there's still a lot of details that need to be released. But uh, uh, the NBA uh, approving, essentially, uh, for 2023-2024, uh, it's tentatively approved. Uh a shortened season. Now it's all, it's not a big no no nobody freak out nobody freak games. out. Put your AirPods back in. Relax. Now yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, I mean, hey, every game would matter then. Switch, then you wouldn't be like ah, switch the basketball. NFL and NBA seasons right now. You wouldn't do it, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the guys would be playing with like yeah. liquidized yeah. brains. Yeah. Their the ACLs would be yeah. falling off. It'd be like, entertaining. Ribs, it'd be man. entertaining. It would be fucked. Oh, it'd be awesome. But I mean, yeah, they would die. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, the the NBA wanted to shorten it to eighty games with the play-in. Uh, well, not a play-in, a mid-season tournament. Now, I'll say this: when the play-in tournament was announced, I remember thought we talked about it on the podcast. We both were like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. It could be, could be this, could be that. Uh, actually, maybe it was before, we, that might have just been before Big Dog Ball talking, just shooting the shit. Regardless, uh, you know, the play-in tournament worked out. And but the thing was, I always thought that it made sense. The play-in tournament made sense. For like the sake of you know giving teams that were close, and I still don't think the play-in tournament yeah. is perfect. I think that they need to rework it a little bit because you know it's it is kind of stupid that like a ten seed that's you know could be like thirty and forty-two uh, is going to get a chance to yeah. make the playoffs like that they don't deserve to. Uh, or I guess it'd be thirty and fifty-two. Uh, not not a math guy, but regardless, 
Now, the midseason tournament is fucking stupid. I don't get it. Yeah. Like his whole the whole point of it is that they get a cash bonus. These guys make enough fucking money. They don't care. They're not going to go and play a full tournament in the middle of the season. And I'm pretty sure this would also take away from the All Star Weekend, uh, if I recall. Uh, you know, hearing about these plans because they can't do the All Star Weekend plus this tournament. So I think this might actually replace it. Nobody wants that. As much as All Star Weekend is kind of you know lost its luster and people like to shit on it, like. I would much rather just have the All-Star Weekend, have something loose, have something fun, and do all this stupid shit than see guys play like they're bench players because they need the money. Like, I I don't know what the incentive is here from Adam Silver. Like, I don't know why he's so obsessed with this midseason. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, like, if, if you're going to shorten the season, just straight up shorten the season. But, like, the, they always, like, tiptoe around it, you know, the league and people who talk about it. Like, yeah, it would be good, but what about this? What about this? And it's like... Shut the fuck up. We all know it's just about money. We all know that none of these owners are going to yeah. agree to a single game less because, you know, I don't know what an owner, an average owner yeah. makes in one NBA game, but they're not willing to, to give it up, uh, even if it will, you know, in theory, improve the product for all the other games. Uh, so, you know, like that's kind of a non-starter. So, so then you're trying to like, it just feels like they're trying to shorten it without shortening it and adding all these other weird things. And like, I don't know. <sighs> I guess maybe if you were really, you know, heavy-handed about, uh, you know, this the midseason tournament, and it was a you 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 got a bunch of people together and you made it like a good enticing idea. Maybe in like twenty years, people will be into it. But like, I don't think it's something that people are screaming for. You know, I don't think it's something that it's like you know we really want this. Like, I, I don't think it's that yeah. sort of thing. Like, and and so it's gonna be. Re- I think it's just really gonna be hard to sell to people, and especially the players. Like. You're gonna have. I feel. Well, what's well, the you're point gonna have of a situation it? where a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I mean about it. It's gonna have to be smart. It's gonna be have to be something that's actually gonna incentivize the players. But I don't know what that's gonna be because otherwise, you're gonna have the midseason tournament supposed to be a new marquee thing. You know, uh, you know, stars are just gonna sit it out probably, or, or the stars who probably could exactly. play. Exactly. Like, well, that's the thing. If, if it's the, just yeah. money, what's and, the, and if you're an owner, you're gonna get paid regardless of what team you put out there. And if you're a coach, you're gonna say fuck it. I'm gonna rest Giannis. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't need to play. I'm gonna rest Middleton. I'll let uh, I'll let fucking Javon Carter and uh, that dude with like the the last name that I don't even want to try <laughs> to pronounce. I, it kind of scares me. Uh, everybody knows who I'm talking about on the Bucks. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a there's no there's no point. There's no incentive. I just don't I don't get it. And uh, I just think it's a stupid idea. And I hope that they realize this. And you know. Doing the midseason tournament and then just taking out two regular season games really isn't no, anything. yeah, and like like you're saying, like the 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 um the play in tournament, people were asking for that. People were saying, you know, for, for forever we've thought, you know, you know, as fans, you know, when a team just barely misses out on the playoffs, it's like, oh, that's that's kind of unfair, like you know, or or not unfair, but you know, it would be nice if they had a chance to, you know, some of the lower seeds to play each other, like it was perfectly filling a need or, or a want I should say and, and it worked it's it's worked mm. the product has been great um but uh yeah I, I just again I I really want to know I I want to know the details because right now we're just a, it's just a mid-season tournament possibly sounds stupid to me because it all, all all it's been is just speculation of like oh we could offer this uh this could be this 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 like once it's finalized maybe I'll give you know people the benefit of the doubt that they make it interesting you know like people have talked about you know maybe you get draft compensation if you win or you get uh you know maybe like a first round buy or something like that but that you know i don't see how that would ever yeah. actually work you know no one uh, we're talking about owners well, no one just, yeah exactly it's so i don't get it i, I it, it, right now it makes no sense i agree but i am leaving the door open to i don't know maybe 
again, it'll have to be something I haven't th- thought about yet or some scenario that someone else has come up where, come up with where, you know, it mm-hmm. potentially could like impress me and it's like, oh yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, right now it's just, uh, just stupidity, unfortunately. And, and just, if you're going to shorten yeah. the season, have the balls to just fucking shorten it. Like if, if the season was shortened by yeah, two games, yeah. I don't like, I'd be happy with that. Like, who the fuck care? Yeah, I don't care. Cares? I don't think anyone else cares. Yeah. It would kind of affect like the stats for historical kind of comparisons and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Like it, it might lead, you know, if you have two, two less games, it might lead to guys actually, you know, guys probably would have rested those two games, you know, on the average across the season anyway. So anyway, if you're going to shorten the season, yeah. just fucking do it, have the balls, uh, you know, and, and I will say that to yeah. the owners, like you're talking about not losing money. I've heard from a lot of casual fans, uh, you know, that kind of shit on the NBA for the fact that stars are resting all the time and that you, you watch a game and none of the good yeah, players are yeah. playing. You will make, you, you will probably make up the difference in money, you know, especially over time. If you sort of regain the respect of those people, shorten the game by, you know, shorten the season by 10 games, you know, go do it. Uh, and, and, you, you yeah. know, you'll, you'll, you'll have more guys playing more, more, the games will just mean more. Um, so, so yeah, if you're going to do it, just have the balls to do it. Don't do this half measure shit. Well, uh, we also want you guys to have the balls yeah. to follow us at big dog ball talk. Don't, don't be scared. We fucking want to see you there. Uh, we know a lot of you guys are scared to show your affinity towards us. You probably don't want to be uh, connected to us in any sort of way, but, uh, you know what? We can, uh, we can really start a coup here. Yeah. Uh, we can get this going and we can, uh, we can overthrow the bourgeoisie uh, yeah. together. So follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you want, man. Uh, we got it everywhere. Uh, and this has been a, a, another great episode. Hope you guys like the, the Thursday upload. We will be back Monday uh, for our next podcast. So again, no episode tomorrow on Friday. We got the early yeah. episode here today. Uh, so everybody follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. And once again, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Uh, it's Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always really says, saying, Matt, but uh, what do you want for Christmas, man? It's December. I gotta start thinking about this stuff. That's kind of a saying. Oh shit. Uh, well, I wanted a snow globe, but I got. You wanted that, a so snow globe? What, what are you a nine an eighteen yeah. fifties uh, fucking child? Yeah, you're smiling. Yeah, there you go. You smile like please, the royal family. Sir, may I have it? Can I have a jack oh, in wow. the box? Oh wow. Okay, you want a jack? Uh, you, do you do you actually want a jack in a box? I can try and find one. Uh, okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, the uh, snow if you can get a jack in the, in the box. box with like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then maybe get Jack Armstrong's face on it or something. So it'd be a real you jack know what? in the box. He comes out. This is Hello! perfect. Okay, first of all, that's hilarious. How, how have but we never thought second about Second of all, that? I, uh, you know, I, I, I work in news, so I know these things. Jack Armstrong is coming out with a Christmas album. Uh, no, it, uh, oh, it might already be out. Anyway, uh, if, if it's out, it's coming out, whatever. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm excited. And he's ex- performing it. Mm-hmm. At uh, the Danforth Music Hall, I think, which is a venue in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Matt, we should go. Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, yeah. Jack Armstrong, yeah. if you're listening, mm-hmm. get us free tickets. We uh, we, we'd love to come see you. Hello.